This is Basic Ball Four. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the fourth episode of the Base Hit Ball 4 podcast. My name is Glenn Negris, alongside Tyler Blumensick, Alex Cashman, and Scott Roswald. A lot of news in baseball this week, including proposals by both the Players Association and back by the union. But first, we're going to go back into our little sim season we had last week's episode. We drafted our Game 7 fantasy lineup, and then we all put it through MLB The Show. And Scott did the honors. He put it on his Twitch. It was a lot of fun to watch. And I have the final standings. Tyler coming in first at four and two. Tyler, nice sweatshirt, by the way. Scott Thank you. went I appreciate three it. and three. Alex went three and three. And I, everybody, after a load of trash talk saying I had the best roster, I came two and four. So Tyler, what are your initial thoughts? I, I knew it was gonna happen. I knew it was gonna take the win. I mean, you guys crapped on me for putting Mad Bum as my starting pitcher and, and Yachty behind the plate. The battery, I mean, here, let's look through this real quick. Um, so I only gave up – I gave up two runs to you. Then I gave up oh, 12 to cash. You gave up a total of 21. Up. 21 runs in how many games? Six? In six. That's not bad. It's like, what, three and a half runs a game. Yeah, and, that's, and that wasn't even all him. He Pretty was good. actually – from watching the Sims back – um, I was watching it for the most part. He was actually one of your best players. I think he was actually the best pitcher out of the four um, or out of the three because uh, Glenn and Cash both took uh, DeGrom. I took Scherzer. Madison Bumgarner is the lowest rated player in the game, um, and he was the best pitcher out of the four. Postseason experience. That's really all I have to say I don't, about that. But the game doesn't measure that, so I think it's all luck. I don't think it's no, a legitimate no, 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 no. win. It's – also, oh, I lost because the uh, just thrown-in relievers blew me a lot of games. Right, Scott? Didn't I lose by just my belly bullpen? Underbelly of my bullpen? Uh, there's a couple games uh, early on where DeGrom sucked early on. Um, but, yeah, um, the bullpen was kind of an issue for everybody. We decided to kind of just throw crap into our bullpen because I didn't feel like creating more players and, you know, moving stuff around. Making these rosters was an absolute nightmare. It was probably one of the worst experiences of my life. Um, once I finished it all, it was pretty rewarding um, going back and sitting here watching The Sims while I was, uh, you know, doing my work day, making phone calls out to customers. Hopefully they would buy cars. I was, you know, turning around watching uh, the simulation. It was, it was actually a lot of fun to watch these. Um, I really got drawn into it. It really made me want to have actual baseball back. Um, yeah, we all took Mike Trout. He was clearly the best player on all four of our teams. Um, he was the most productive. I think the second best player was actually Ronald Acuna Jr. He had a lot of big games for uh, you guys, a lot of home runs, a lot of multi-home run games. Um, so I would say he was the second best player out of everybody that we took, which was a huge you know, grand slam that he hit for one team, right? Tell us about that. I I be- oh, yeah, for your team, Glenn, there. Uh, right. Big walk-off right. grand slam um, in the bottom of the ninth against Cash to actually sweep Cash. You're That's down right. 7-4 in the bottom of the ninth. Uh, Cash's closer, Josh Hader, came in and walked, uh, gave up a single, hit a batter, and then walked another batter to load the bases. And then Ronald Acuna Jr. went 424 dead center at Yankee Stadium to, uh, <laughs> to win the game for you. Yes. If I if you told me in the beginning I was gonna go two and four, 
I would want my two wins to be against Cash. That's what I want. So I don't really think of this as a loss. Well, you definitely should. I don't. I don't. I don't. I beat you I'm, twice. I'm, How does it feel I'm, to lose twice to the last place team? I'm very disappointed in Josh Hader. Very disappointed in Josh Hader. Kirby Yates. I should have took Chapman. Who's my second choice? I should have took Chapman. And you should have went with your gut. I know your gut was Chapman. My gut was Chapman, and I decided to take my Yankee bias out and bring in Josh Hader, who I thought was the best reliever in the game, and the guy shit the bed. So, from my honest opinion, Josh Hader's dead to me. Now, Scott, let me ask you a question. <laughs> let me ask you a question, okay. Scott. How did my Javi Baez do? He really didn't stand out at all. Uh, I don't <laughs> think he lost you any. He didn't lose you any games. He certainly didn't win you any games. Well, I only have two wins. He was wins, just so. there. Yeah, I mean, but he wasn't really a factor in any of the games from what I recall. Um, so, I mean, I guess it wasn't the worst pick. Clearly wasn't the best pick. Actually, another thing, Didi Gregorius was, I think, the best shortstop out of the you know, players that were picked. Uh, Suck it, Clay. Going took, on? Uh, How is this? This is not legitimate. I took Lindor. You took Javi Baez. Uh, I know Didi had a big three-run bomb in game two of the matchup of me and Cash in the first inning, which absolutely, uh, you know, put my team out of it. Um, and then he had a couple big hits for me as well. But, uh, yeah, Javi Baez was not great. I mean, I want to preface that it wasn't a perfect simulation. Uh, no, it's clearly not. Game. What's the point it's of ratings if it's going to happen like this? It was def- definitely flawed. It wasn't perfect. But, you know, I had a good time going into the last, you know, two games against Ty. I thought I had a chance, and then I got shut out in the last game, one nothing by, you know, classic Madison Bumgarner performance, um, which was, you know, disappointing. But, hey, I'll take uh, – after starting out 0-2, I'll take 3-3. Three and three. And, uh, you know, I just had a good time doing it, which was, you know, the whole point of it. So It was a lot of fun. I was on the boat on Memorial Day weekend with my phone on watching your Twitch. My mom's like, Glenn, what are you watching? I was like, Mom, I'm losing. I can't, I can't focus right now. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a lot of fun, and it made me miss That's baseball. embarrassing. What's embarrassing? That you lost twice to me, the last place team, or did, was I watching on a boat? No, that you were watching on a boat. Oh, well. I was I watching like in the car. I, I was going to play golf. You were driving and, and my... watching? Well, I wasn't like really paying attention. I had the sound mm-hmm. on going through my car, but I did set it up on my dashboard. I guess I'm incriminating myself right now. But <laughs> he called nine one one. All right, Listen. Scott. Since he's the big uh, gatekeeper of this whole league, Scott, if you can. If you can designate some awards for us, a Cy Young, an MVP, what what would you give? I think we know who won the Cy Young. I mean, I feel like I mean you know. Cy Young. I'm I'm giving it to Mad Bum. Um, the the two he pitched two great games in the la- the final two to win it for Ty. Um, Why is there? Because I won I won that first matchup in our series two one, but he was right there. Mad Bum pitched great, and then threw seven shutout in the uh, in the the clinching game for Ty. Um, had hit six strikeouts in that game. He had an 11 strikeout game earlier. Um, MVP, um, I guess for Ty, I could say, I could, as I said, Trout was clearly the best because early on, Trout was really good for Ty. He didn't do a ton in those final closing games, um, which kind of is accurate for Trout because he's never actually been in the post, has had any postseason you know, luck at all since he has only, what, it was like 12 at-bats the last time we talked about it. Hey, he, he tried. Um, 
Bottom yeah, of the ninth. Put up a fight. What is it? Bottom of the ninth or bottom of the eighth in game one against you? He uh, was yeah, down two nothing. Bottom of the eighth. Yeah. He cut the he lead in half. Home run there. Naris yeah, almost so, blew it. I mean, you, Naris almost blew. You it. could probably. So yeah, I guess you could say Trout. Um, you could even put Bumgarner off for MVP for you know being consistent throughout the games. I wish I had kept track of the stats all like full stats the entire time. I thought of doing it halfway through and it was just a pain to go back and try and actually, you know, track the stats again. So mistake on my part there, but I'll, I'll give the MVP to Trout just best player in the game. So it's hard for him. Well, to he wins not, them all in real you know, life. Too, so we might as well give yeah, it to exactly. us. Exactly. So. It's virtual simulation. So Tyler, you're the champion. Yeah. So I'm going to give you the FaceTime. Like this is okay. uh around the horn or something. So go ahead. Alrighty. What do you want? I mean, I, I want your victory speech. I, look, this is exactly what I expected out of my guys. Um, <laughs> I kept the complaining to a minimum, unlike some other people in here. Um, like Cash? No. I didn't exactly. complain at all. I, I was very well behaved. You're pretty you loud. Sound, you sound pretty loud. Someone who says he's not Sorry. complaining is very loud. No. Sounds like your gain is pretty high. I don't know. No, it's, bad. No, it's not good. Worse. We're going to cut this out in post. Um... But How about now? <laughs> no, still not good. This is like an SNL sketch. How about now? I kind of like this. How about now? Speak again. How about now? Better. How about now? But you you raise the microphone up more vertical. There you go. How about now? You sound good to me. That's fine. It's whatever. Can you hear me? Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> yes. How do I sound? Um, all, right. all right, do your you victory speech again. <laughs> I'm all, so, so do you I'm want to claim now. to be the smartest person in the room? Me? Yeah, you. Well, look, I mean, I knew this was going to happen. Like, I, I put Mad Bum out there. I gave him the perfect battery mate in Yadi Molina. Listen, you don't throw a shutout in a game clinching in a, a game clinching or World Series clinching, whatever the heck you want to say. You don't you don't get that without Yadi Molina calling the shots back there. Look, I watched the, I watched a fair bit of this. I didn't see many pass balls coming out of Yadi Molina. Um, my lineup gave me a chance to win, and like I was saying, didn't complain. I believed in my team the entire time, and that's really all you got to do in these simulations. You just got to will your guys to win, and that's what I did. Yeah. I came out. I came out a champion. That's it. I tried to be a more verbal leader, and it didn't work out. Yeah, you got my guys. The, uh, just not at all. My guys just didn't respond. Broom. I still leaders don't complain. I still believe that I have the best roster out of the four of us. But you know, that's, and that's what baseball why you is. Lost. Baseball, that's baseball why you doesn't lost. work out like that. Cash, you have anything to say about your team instead of my team? Uh, I'm really disappointed. My guys shit the bed. I, I think they suck. I want a new team. I mean, you're only <laughs> one game out in a very yeah, small but sample that, size. But we picked a – He got we swept picked, by me. I think it's really picked, bothering him that he swept that I swept him. We picked – I don't think um, he's going to sleep at night. Can you shut your mouth so I can speak? No. We picked no, uh, a lineup to go in a game seven, right? So, technically, we had six game sevens, and I lost three of them. So, they need to reevaluate their lives, my entire roster. Especially Hater. Hater's dead to me. A walk-off Grand Slam. Yeah, Hater, you suck. Up by three. And so that's like... That's disgusting. That's, like, that's what dreams are made of. So, Scott, he didn't, he didn't record one out. 
not a single out. That's lead off single to Judge, then drilled Arenado, um, then walked. I don't remember who he walked, and then Acuna came up and what a joke. hit an absolute bomb. It was a bomb. And you know what, Cash? No offense, but you deserve it. And I'm going to tell you why. Because last episode, you were talking your shit about Chapman, about how you don't trust him, and every time he comes into the ninth, you don't trust him, you think he's going to blow it, and then you didn't pick him, and you pick Hater instead, and what happens? Blown save. Probably the worst blown save possible. You're right. Up by worst three, blown save in simulation history. Oh, the worst. The worst. Terrible. Didn't even Game get an out. No Blew a three-run lead, not even getting an out. It's disgusting. Look, I mean, Awful. it's disgusting. And didn't have Trent Grisham to mess it up for him this time either. Only himself disgusting. to blame. He he really really, really threw that inning away. Unbelievable. I'm... Who was the offensive star for Cash? For Cash? Ooh, let me see. In Cash's wins, uh, in the second game against me, as I mentioned, Didi hit the big bomb. Um, in game one against uh, Ty, when he won 12-4, to four, uh, DeGrom went six innings, struck out 14. Uh, but offensively, Acuna went three for six with two home runs and five RBIs. Um, and then Paul Goldschmidt went three for four with two home runs in that game. Um, and that was it. That was, that was Cash's offensive production. That, that 12-4 game was the big one for him um, with Acuna really leading the way. Ronald Acuna is my guy. I've made that pretty known. Well, he's I think... really not because he burnt you in the game we played because my Acuna hit the Grand Slam to win. So Acuna's I don't want to credit you for anything. No, Acuna's I, my guy. I don't – I do not think that your team won. Well, they clearly did. No, my team lost. Okay, at the end of the game, who had more runs? At the end my of the game, who had more runs? No, I heard you. I ignored it. My team lost. You guys didn't win. There's a difference, Glenn. We blew the game. You didn't deserve that win. Well, I think I, think I did. Glenn, you I think won I two games. The resilience be- of my team after starting the season 0-4 to sweep, they could have easily just folded and went 0-6, no problem, because they were eliminated. I was done. But they rallied, and they kicked your ass. So my guys deserve some credit. Josh Hader, if you're watching this, you suck. <laughs> Poor Wait, Josh. We're just making enemies more, by the podcast What do you think is more embarrassing for Hader? This blown save against me or the Nationals wildcard game? It better be this blown save against you. Oh, it's, it's clearly this. It's got to be this. Because it has to be this. I don't think you know, he's going to – Trent Grisham doesn't miss that ball. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. You, he wants to be paid as the best reliever in the game, and you're going to go ahead and pull this shit against the worst team in our league? Yeah, it's <laughs> terrible. I can't believe it. I can't. So, so far on my enemies list, we have Carlos Martinez, who's a little bitch. Okay. And Josh Hader, who's dead to me. Okay. So we're going to be able to get any guests on, on this the list? podcast. <laughs> Glenn, you've been on the list since I met you, but okay. That's we're going to get one for every show. One enemy of the day? Cash's, yeah. Cash's uh, enemy of the week. Bad guy Kelsey, of the week. Kelsey, you've been replaced. Now we have Cash's <laughs> enemy of the day. Hey, it works. I like it. That's a new – yeah, anything for a new segment, I think it's a great idea. Cash can do his yeah. rant. Thank you. You can make fun of him. It's great. You can blast it on Twitter. You can maybe tag him, get him, get him riled up a little bit maybe. Tyler, I want one of those Tyler, sweatshirts. I love your sweatshirt. Wow. Thanks. Keep um, looking at it. Yeah, nice the, segue. Uh, keep, go on. 
Caps on Sports Store. Um, by the time this drops, it probably should be up on our website. Um, we're going to have Caps on Sports merch. We got logo merch like this. We're going to have a base hit ball four collection up there also. Um, two more designs, sports betting related. One of them, what are the odds? So you can check out the what are the odds collection. And we also have another one, my bookie hates me, which if you want to kind of be a tough guy and wear maybe a, my bookie hates me cut off at the beach this summer, or you want to wear it to the gym or you want to just, if they ever open the or, gym, if they ever open the gym, whatever, regardless, or you just want to lounge out and just let your family know that your bookie hates you. That you got that collection at you too. Can so. you make a design that says Alex Cashman hates me? Maybe. And then I can wear that to the beach. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. I do hate you. But yeah, check it out on capsonsports.com. Um, keep an eye out for the base hit ball four collection also. Great. Awesome. That's Good it. shit. All right, let's talk about some real baseball. What do you say? All right, guys. So about 15 minutes ago, Manfred did a interview ahead of the uh, MLB draft on ESPN and MLB Network, basically assuring fans that there will be an MLB season in some capacity. Take Manfred's word with every, however you hold weight to it. I mean, he's really dug a hole with himself, with MLB fans over the last six months, dating back to the Ashes investigation. I know all of us really aren't fans of his regime as commissioner, but he is saying that um, there, in his words, 100% will be baseball, even if he has to invoke the 48-game schedule. Um, he said this in response to MLBPA's offer last night uh, for 80 80- – Nine games at full prorated, which is expected to be declined. And Manfred says they're going to re-counter with another offer and quote, in the player's direction. So what does that mean? We're not sure. Manfred says he's hoping that the players will back off of that full prorated salary that they want. And guys, I just don't see the players doing that at this point. No, absolutely not. I mean, they've been, they've been fighting for that the entire time ever since. We've, they've had to go back into these renegotiations. They want their money. Um, and when Manfred says he 100% believes that there will be baseball, and I, when, he, when he says that, in my opinion, I believe he means it's because he's going to have to invoke this, was it 48-game season under you know his control. Um, and if that happens, then baseball setting themselves up for even more issues moving forwards. Um, so that's what I think he means by it. I hope they can come to a conclusion, meet somewhere in the middle, so we have better feelings towards each other moving forwards. But I would lean more towards this, you know, Manfred forcing the season upon the players. And Cash, you talked about this, I think, a lot on social media in in regards to the other sports. The NBA and the NHL have come into their agreements about when to restart their season. So they're going to restart around the end of July into August, go through October. So if Major League Baseball has this Fagazi 50-game season that nobody cares about and then put that up against an actual playoff format for NBA and the NHL, and then in September NFL starts, Major League Baseball is fourth in the power rankings of sports in 2020. Um, yeah. So let me start off by saying, you know, I think last week we talked about uh, me having someone I hate every week. Uh, my hated person of the week is Rob Manfred. That guy is an absolute clown. Everything he says is idiotic. He's an absolute moron. And I think he's single-handedly destroying professional baseball. I, I think the guy is absolutely clueless between what he did with the Astros, between what he's doing right now, and between – 
I think he's – I'm trying to think of nice things to say. Um, he's your hated guy of the week. Well, you don't have, it's, you don't have it's, anything it's a, it's nice a to podcast. say. podcast. You can say whatever the fuck you want. Okay, I think the guy's a fucking idiot. He's an abs- He's just a clown. He doesn't know what he's saying. He doesn't know what he's doing. Uh, I sometimes wonder if there are people working around him or with him that try and help him, give him some kind of insight to what he looks like in the public eye. The guy's an idiot. Has he done one good thing professional baseball since he, st- since he took over? I guess the wild cards. About it. But is that even worth it? Is those are those wildcard games worth what he's done detrimentally to MLB? I mean, no, the last six months does not outweigh the last I six think- months when you add the Astros and that whole thing, and then when every single player after the Astros punishment, lack thereof, went down, and everyone bashed Manfred, and you got Trevor Bauer making YouTube videos with his girlfriend agent about how terrible he is. It's it's a terrible look. He he looks so terrible like he doesn't even i don't think he has a clue he says there will be baseball you don't know that he i don't think he even knows that because who's well, to say I mean, if he invokes that, this who's to say that the player season. yeah but he invokes it what if the players just say no we're not doing that it's not worth our time well then that's just then like, out there get to a strike so yeah what if they, he could be i mean how bad does i don't know you guys don't follow hockey as much as I do. I cash follows hockey, but how how bad does Gary Bettman look even today with the 0405 lockout that the NHL went through? How bad does Selig look with the 94 lockout? Those kinds of things stay with a commissioner's legacy, and right now Manfred's legacy is just off the charts. There, there is no legacy. Terrible. There is no legacy. He is going to go down as the worst commissioner in professional sports history. It's a bold take. I mean. I mean, it's a hot take, but like, I mean, Goodell gets booed universally every single draft. But I gotta be honest with you, I used to hate Goodell. How bad Manfred is compared to, or bad Goodell is compared to the Manfred. I I think Goodell has turned it around a little bit. Not to get off topic, but I think he has turned it around a little bit. You know, um, the draft certainly helped him a lot. But Rob Manfred, honestly, in my eyes, can't do anything to turn this around. He is here's something funny. Of a he is a captain of a sinking ship. You ready for this? So when Manfred took office in 2015, he stated that his primary goals as commissioner were youth outreach, embracing technology, which I'll give him that, quickening the pace of play, kind of give him that, strengthening player relations, and creating a more unified business operation. I'd, let's I'd go say back, five let's years go back, later, let's, you're failing let's, let's pretty go hard. Back, let's go one by one. Let's see if he's done it or not. Go. Okay. Youth outreach. No. I'm going to give it no. a no. Opposite direction, actually. Embracing technology? No. Yes. Yes. I would give him a yes on he that. Implemented, with replay. He implemented with the replay, replay. But there's so much more that you can do. Okay, but it's more than what we had, right? Well, technology is a broad I mean, term, to be fair. He's using StatCast, too. StatCast I mean, he huge. still limits the amount of, you know, what who can use the replays, who can go on social media and use MLB's footage, right? Like, he's still very tight with who's allowed to yeah, use Yeah, but it's not content. as much. Well, you saw what came out, um, I think it was, what, two months ago, where they have that um, entire extensive database of you can literally look and find any single MLB. What is it, the MLB replay database? I don't know what it's exactly called. But you can go in, type in any keyword. Like, you type Aaron Judge and anything that Aaron Judge is tagged in. Yeah, in but MLB I can't video, rip that and put it on Twitter. It. That's the thing. I'm pretty sure I you can. can. No, sure I can't. It's, I could, but it's, not, it's against the rules. Like, I'm not, no, I think, like, I think you can share it is what I'm saying. 
Like, I think the NBA and the NFL does a better product. Where once something big happens, it's immediately on social media. I feel like baseball, yeah. a big home run happens. I got to wait like a half hour to see it. The NBA and the NFL do everything better than MLB. I mean, I'm, I'm being honest with you. The only reason that we watch professional baseball is because we love the sport. And it has nothing to do with what the league has done. It has nothing to do with what they do on social media or technology. It's because we love the sport of baseball. It has nothing to do with the MLB. All right, let's move on to the next one. Quickening the pace of play. He's tried. A little bit. I mean, they've They're gotten it done. To get there. It's just one of those things, and we've talked about it, where, I mean, you can decrease the pace. You can decrease the length of a game by maybe, what, nine, ten minutes, and then at that point, like, it's not – it's not going to bring fans in because the games are still over three hours, whether it's three hours and 20 or three hours and 10, someone who isn't really a fan, isn't going to look at it and be like, Hey, I'm going to watch baseball now because I get 10 minutes of my day back because you're still watching for three hours. I mean, every time this argument comes up with anyone, I roll my eyes because I don't care about the pace of play. Like, no. I don't care. Like I'm, I mean, cash this it all the time. Like, Oh, pace. Uh, we all love baseball. So we'll watch. I mean, if it's a good game, I'll watch it for six hours. I feel like it's the quality of the game rather than if it's a two-hour or three-hour game. I agree with you, Glenn. A lot of, t- again, a lot of teams gonna, suck. I'm just going to say, yeah, no, I, I agree with you 100%. And, but I'm going to say the same argument. Like you said, yeah, we would do that because we love it. But uh, I mean, I, an average fan is not going to watch How about this? Would the game? average fan rather watch a three-and-a-half-hour Yankees-Red Sox battle or a two-hour and 30-minute Baltimore-Kansas City just shit show of – Amateur baseball. I can't answer that question. I don't know. I would. I would know, I don't know yeah, we're gonna. I would say Yankees, Red Sox, but like I said, I don't know how many people would want to sit in their couch for six hours. Like the well, first the game is, that comes well, to six mind. Hours, is that I mean, Yankees, I mean, Red Sox. I mean, of course, like six hours is a lot. I know I'm exaggerating, but a three and a half no, hour. No, 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 I, I get good it. game I'm just between saying. two teams. Or a two oh, and a half course. hour game against like shit. Well, you have to remember, there's 162 games, so. You have to average it out. Like, yeah, there are going to be some games that are that long. There are going to be games that go to 11, 12, 13 innings. But then there are also games that go nine innings and are done two and a half hours. But Yeah, but the three and a half hour 11 inning game might be amazing. It might be a great Agreed. game. People might love Agreed. Agreed 100%. But my point is that over the course of 162, what Manfred is trying to do is average-wise bring the time down, which he's done by, like, what Tyler said, 10 minutes. I'm going to look it up. I don't think it makes that big of a difference, 10 minutes. I don't think I'll it's throwing it out there. You guys, you guys are blessed. You guys are 23 years old, and you haven't seen the Yankees have a losing season in your entire lifetime. Whereas as a Phillies fan, I've seen plenty of losing seasons where it sucks to watch almost every game. But just, just say it. it. It's a lot easier when your team is out there competing for a playoff but that's, spot. That, that's the point. Game. I think more of an issue than pace of play is the quality of the product. I feel like a lot of these teams don't spend the money that they could spend, and I feel like a lot of them just tank. So he's been pretty inconsistent. In 2015, he took over. It was three hours flat, game time. Um, Then he went to 3.04, 3.08, 3.04, and then 3.10. So last year's season had the longest game time in so he's got major league so history. Let's, we're, we're, we're giving him a thumbs down on pace of play then. If it's only gone up since he's taken over. Well, the all right, let's look at the average time of nine inning games. I mean, it's still consistent. Like those, yeah, 
it's there. You're not getting any better. So how about we give him an even? Just nothing. We'll give him a tie. Hey, we'll give him what he gives us. Nothing. Um, <laughs> the average NFL strengthening. Game hours. Yeah, but that's different. It's a lot more action packed. <laughs> Come on, no, that's Glenn. no. It's it's still in the. I'm I'm gonna make that argument with you guys. It's three hours, but within those three hours for both sports, you get a lot more bang for your buck. It's also one yeah. day a week, and football has a day of the week, and that's Sunday. Um, I'd much rather be at a baseball game though than at a football game. I'll tell you that. Well, the product of football is made for TV. It's not made for stadiums. I mean, the NFL, I don't think they'd miss a beat if they didn't have fans in the stands. I know Cash is a season ticket holder, and he's looking at me weird, but it's so much better to watch a game on TV than it is to be there. That's true. Absolutely agree. For football, baseball, I'd much rather be. I respectfully disagree. But, I mean, I'm not going to win that argument. It's 3 one I'm just saying (laughs) there's nothing like watching a football game in the middle of December in the snow. Even when the Giants lose, like, 38-10? Tyler, what's next? <laughs> Strengthening player relations. No, Negative. Negative. I mean, we, we're going in opposite <laughs> directions right now, and the, that's really why I brought this up is because how can you possibly be the head of the MLB and be the head top guy on one of the sides in these negotiations and then turn around and just basically deviate from your entire mantra, basically, of when you first took over as commissioner? Like, yes, it's obviously the probably the hardest overall time in his tenure. But it, like, you got to do something. It's a missed opportunity. And we've harped on this for time and time again. Like, I, I don't want to beat the dead horse, but you're not strengthening player relations. You're just not getting there. You're not even getting closer. You're not even looking like you're trying to get closer. And I don't even know what to say to that. So. I mean, he said that he's going to – he said that the next proposal is going to be in the step in the player's direction. I, we just don't know. We don't, we don't know what ago. that means. We don't know what that means. Does that mean full prorated? Does that mean ninety percent prorated? I, f- I feel like we've heard this song and dance before, and it's just I don't know. Like, I'm frustrated at this point. Like I keep saying, like I keep taking sides on this. Like when we talk in our text group chat and like when we talk on the podcast and whatever. But when push comes to shove, even if Manfred says, you know what, I'm going to enforce this fifty game season, forty eight game season. I'm going to be happy because I get to see baseball again. But for the sake of the league, it's going to be – I would rather see no baseball than a 48-game season. I agree, 100%. Like, why am I – No, time out. Cash, make up your mind because yesterday you said the players are being bitches here and they need to just shut up and play. No, I agree. If they get 50 games – 48-game season is not worth it. But you said you'd rather play. You'd rather you no, just cash, want them to play. cash wants them to no, 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 play no, no, no. at a less than 100% prorated for like 90 games. That's what he probably wants. Yeah, tw- 48 games is absurd. It is absurd. 48 games yeah. is absurd. In it's terms not of ideal, a winner, at but the end of the day, baseball. baseball. Right. If the, no, Yankees win, gonna... if the Yankees win the World Series this year after a 50 game regular season, am I going to be running around the streets yes. of Paramus, New Jersey with, yes. oh, 28, 28? No, I'm not. Yes. Yeah. Yes, oh, will. Sean, I will not. No, I'm saying it right now. I'm saying you right will. now. I no. Will I will not. No, you're a little bitch. No, that's wrong. No. I don't think it counts. I don't think any anything other You're than, saying that now, but as soon as the Yankees lose five straight, you're going to – Anything gonna, below it, 75 games is just a Fugazi championship to me. Somebody big is going to go down, knock on wood, and you're going to just go on an absolute tweet rant. 
of how the season's over. This guy's not going to be back. He's out for a month. Like, they're not, there's only 48 games. This is garbage. He's going to lose yada. the first no, game. Wait, what if a huge player, let's say, God forbid, Garrett Cole tears his elbow up over a 48 game season and he misses That's all not. or most of the next 162 game season? Like it's not I, vote, I vote to Stone Glenn if Garrett Cole tears his elbow up. Now. <laughs> it's not worth. I want it live for Yankee Stadium. For players to risk It'll be their a protest so we can have a million people. Coronavirus or just the normal natural baseball injury. Over 48 games, it's not worth it. I'm sorry, it's not. I mean, I'll still watch. I'll still root you. for the Yankees, but it's just not worth the trouble at that point. The but Yankees not, are going to lose saying... opening day, and they'll have 47 games left, and Glenn's going to be like, oh, season's over. I'm never watching again. Yeah, but that's just, that's the next just day. I am. Let's just make Yeah, but my point is, when they, if they win the World and Series that's exactly in October, why when if, they win. I win the, if they win the World Series, am I going to freak out? You'll be at the parade. Like, yes, you'll be at the parade. You're I don't think there will be a tattoo. parade. I think there's going to be a I'm, second wave. We're all going to die. How about that? I'm getting a tattoo on my butt of the 2020 Yankee World Series. <laughs> this is all what Glenn's going to say. I'm just going to break into Yankee Stadium. I'll be the only fan there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like the last point here goes hand in hand, creating a more unified business operation. I mean... I feel like that the whole point of that is bringing together the MLB, the owners, and the Players Association, and, and we're obviously we're just not getting there. And we might not even be at the worst point. At the, like, if this gets bad enough, we might just see the players file a grievance, possibly strike this year, possibly try to strike next year. I mean, they don't have to try to do it. They can do it. But, I mean, obviously that's an extreme step. But if they're not happy so- with this and Manfred has to interject, like – They're going to file a grievance. Tyler brought that up, and I'm going to say something that I read. I don't don't agree with it, but I'm going to let you guys know that I read it, and here's what I heard. I'm glad that you're reading. If – I I heard that there was a rumor going around that the players would go on strike and join independent baseball. Not necessarily the Frontier League, probably the Atlantic League. Um, not happening. I think they're t- more I, talking Korean baseball. Obviously, I'm not agreeing. I'm just repeating what I read. If I can find the article, I'll send it to you guys. Um, but that obviously they're not going to get paid the same at all. But it would be more of like a uh, percentage thing. For example, if a player came to the Somerset Patriots – right and they saw a percentage increase of revenue they would get part of that percentage rather than a salary enough, i don't i, I think that's ridiculous though because they might as well just play major league baseball well it, that the owners oh, deal are you gonna rick it are you gonna risk getting hurt or sick over the somerset patriots the owner's best deal is 10 times better than the best possible revenue sharing that you can get from a team like the somerset Patriots. i'm agreeing with you I know but I'm not coming not, at you, but you're, I'm no, I'm, no, the I'm saying, yeah. no, 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 I'm saying, but what I'm saying is maybe that puts it into perspective of what we're talking about here about the fact that they're arguing over hundreds of thousands of dollars. I don't know. I'm just saying it, anything that the owners give them is going to be better what they get elsewhere. Korean baseball included. They're not going to come close to the same revenue that you're getting here. It'd be absolutely absurd if that happened. I, I it would just shock me. I can't. No, I don't think it would I can't happen even either. That. I don't see it happening either. It wouldn't make any sense. No, it but wouldn't make point, sense. But my point is, to whoever wrote that, I got to try to find the article. Whoever wrote it, um, 
obviously, if the players were willing to play for less money, then they would just sign the contracts. But they are playing for less money. They agreed in March 26th to play for less money. That's the problem. The, the owners I, now want to take more money away because there's no fans. And that's where the problem is. Well, you know my stance on that. I agree, but I'm not going to get into it. So, all right. I, I've, I'm going to pose a question here. Say this was not the – at the end of this year, say we weren't as close to the CBA as we were last year, as we – let me start over. Say we were not as close now to the CBA – as we actually are, to the renewal of it and the new negotiations, say it was the season immediately after they just signed one. Do you think that they would be harping on this as much as they are now? Or do you think it's more of trying to gain the upper hand going into that because of all the free agency, all the leverage issues, um, and just a big notion that owners aren't paying players and players want money. And it's not just an MLB issue because – People are breaking salary records left and right in every single sport. You see it in the NBA. You see it in the NFL. But, yeah, I'm just right. curious what you guys think because I, 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 I feel like we would not. So. I want to say something on that. The NBA started this, and as much as I love him because he's a Laker, Anthony Davis started this. This Or Kawhi Leonard actually started this, just speaking into existence that they don't want to play at their full salary anymore. And that has owners across all of sports terrified. Because no matter how long of a contract you sign, no matter how much money you give, as soon as the player wants out, they're going to leave. Because you're, you're not going to have a choice. And you're going to get nothing in return. That hasn't, I, I, is there a player in Major League Baseball that's used that attitude yet? I don't, not I don't yet, think but so. I think Machado's going to do it. No, I think Machado's no, I think, good where he is. In two years. No, he's not. He signed that's a 10 why he year deal. Yeah, that's what opt out. Does he? I didn't know he had an opt out. Does Bryce Harper every, have an opt out? Every, every Boris no, guy has Harper an opt out. Harper has no opt out. Oh, really? Uh, Harper, Harper does not. Harper said, I do not want one. Yeah. Well, I think that's silly. Um, I mean, I know it's nice. Canoe, that's a nice thing. Cano did it. He wanted out of Seattle. Can, no, yeah, Seattle wanted out of Cano. That's not true. He said he wanted to win. Well, that's okay. probably yeah, after he got the. What, the what's so wrong with Should that? Never went to Seattle. He got then. popped. He got popped on the PEDs, and Seattle was done with him. Listen, they didn't want to pay the rest saying, of the money. And no, it has. Maybe it hasn't happened in MLB yet, but it's going to. It's not. I don't think it will issue. because of the lack that there's no salary cap. I think the salary cap saves players from doing. And that. their contracts are fully because, guaranteed. Yeah, Kawhi can. Or, or not Ka- well, Kawhi, back in the day, he pops off, right? Becomes the superstar guy. And then all of a sudden, he's like, oh, I want a new contract. Baseball players. Well, the Spurs were willing to pay him. He didn't want to be in San Antonio. Well, that's, so just, that's I- my point. Look at what happened with Odell. Look what happened with Antonio Brown. These guys just forced their way out. So now you uh, can pay a guy, no matter what, how many years you give him, no matter how much money you throw at him, if he doesn't want to be there anymore for whatever reason, if his friend goes somewhere else and he says, I want to go there, now what? But I don't think I, that, that's not really the nature of a baseball player compared to and I think it's NFL a lot and different. NBA guys. Because look, it's a much different. Like, like the NBA, especially, the NBA, their culture is that we're all friends. We all summer together in whatever fucking island. We're going to end up playing together. That's just the way it is. We're all going to end up in Los Angeles. We're all going to end up in either either Los Angeles team. That's just the way that culture is. Baseball is much different. You don't see super teams in baseball. 
because that's just not how the sport is made. And I was going to just touch on that because you see in the MLB, like, you have 25 guys on a roster. Like, the NFL, yeah, has more, but you have the ability to feed a player who is the best and most talented player on your team. You have a good running back, you give him the ball. You have the power to give him the ball every single time. You have a good receiver, if he can get open, you have the power to literally throw that guy the ball 15, 20 times a game. You have a good quarterback, you have Patrick Mahomes, and you want to lean on that guy and throw the ball 45 times a game, you can do it. But say you have Mike Trout, regardless of how much you want to utilize Mike Trout, he can only get up to bat as many times as the lineup lets him, and he can only make so many plays in the field as much as the ball gets hit to him. So you don't value okay. guys like this. Like It's okay, just a, great. It's just and, a different And I agree. Story. So then why would a player demand $300 million over 10 years? If he's getting because they're talented and they game. deserve it. Because they're talented. That's where the market has him. I'm saying super teams baseball, to an extent. There's no control on the money. It's, it, it's a ladder. Every free agent sets up the next free agent. Let's, let's go to the other sport like quarterback, right? The most paid, the highest paid quarterback is never the best quarterback always, right? Like there was a time where Matt Stafford was the highest paid quarterback. There was a time where Eli Manning was the highest paid quarterback. You just climb up that ladder and each free agent that comes, that's the, that's the bar. So one day, one day, uh, who's, totally the, who's the top young stud outfielder in baseball? Ronald that's Lacuna not, Jr. Be, well, he, he, he signed, signed an, extension. an extension. Who's a guy who's on a rookie deal who's just an absolute stud? Okay, Bellinger. Bellinger. Bellinger's Bellinger. day comes for money. What's the bar? The bar is the Mike Trout bar. The bar is the Bryce Harper bar. That's just the way it's going to go. You climb no, up the ladder. I, I totally get that. And, and I'm not denying that. But, I, but, but that's why they're going to demand because Bellinger's going to be like, I want Harper money because that exists because it's there. It's happened before. And if he keeps it up, I think it would be very reasonable. I think he deserves more than Harper at this point. Yeah, you're probably right. I think, I can't I think we got a little signing someone for 10 years. I, just, I don't get If they're it. under 30, you can. All right, but the thing is, you got to look at Bellinger the average annual value. You, you just did it with Garrett Cole. Yeah, and I didn't think we should have for that long. That's a different story because he's a starting pitcher. And look, I think probably, we're going to get bit in the ass. He probably puts him over the hump. Right now, but I think if they, we're going to get bit in the two, ass going forward. If they forward. win two championships in the first six years, and then the rest of the contract, the, the other three or four, are just bad, it's worth it. Look, we, we paid Alex Rodriguez for two or three seasons – to broadcast games for Fox is essentially what we did. And we paid and, Jacoby Ellsbury two years to hang out in Tampa Bay. Well, that that's just, just the way horrible. it is. It, it's more trust. like financial security, and it allows the teams to spread out their payments over a long period of time. So if you, if you talk about, say, a $300 million contract over 10 years, it's a $30 million annual value. Say you're going to get five good years out of them, you're really paying the guy $60 million a year if you want to look at it that way. Like, not saying he retires, but say he falls off. And then off, defer, like, just deferring the money towards his back It's basically end just – yeah, defer, like, like Glenn said, it's basically just deferring the, the money to the back end of it. And you're, you're getting the – you're just giving him a chance to fit in with his team, be that puzzle piece to go get you your championship. And hopefully you build off of it and you take the chance that his, his production doesn't decline. So Okay, but then know. you're giving – so you're, you want to use – Let's use Harper as an example. You're giving the Phillies a five-year window to build a World Series team. Are they in a five-year window? Yeah, I would say so. They are, but it's not a five-year window. Why? For the Phillies, it's not. It's a 13-year window. 
They just Look, need I'm to not win saying you cut it in half. It's just my analogy, but like no, 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 no. I understand. But how productive is Bryce Harper going to be at age what? 30? 29? He can, that's, that's a prime. Mean, that's, that's a prime. What are you talking I mean, about? I mean, I mean, forty, thirty-nine. Sorry, sorry. I mean, you're sorry. talking from like let's say that's, thirty-five and up, right? Yeah. At that point, right. there's going to be a DH in the National League. He can just DH. And also, at that point, that's what eight years from now. You'd think that the Phillies would have a run or two within the next eight years. Uh, but then you also hope. look at it. I, I sure hope so. <laughs> but I, I sure going off so. of the fact that. Like these contracts just keep getting pushed up and up and up and up every year. Maybe paying Bryce Harper that what is he? He's getting like an average of what twenty? I think it's like twenty-seven million dollars a year. That's going to be relatively cheap for possibly the production you're even going to be getting out of him twelve, thirteen years from now. So like, I maybe not twelve, thirteen years, but if you look at maybe the last five years of his contract, twenty-seven million dollars could be a guy like, say, Didi Gregorius. Like the production value, like that, like a bat, like that, at least, where he's and like he's worth every single cent that he gets paid. Exactly, and he brings fans. Hopefully, you're you're he's gonna be a staple in Philadelphia. I mean, he's already making strides to be that, and he's a guy that puts fans in the seats, and he's a guy you can market and you and profit also it's in not other a, ways. It's not a guarantee that all these guys that sign big contracts are complete bums three quarters of the way through. No, I mean, CeCe no, Sabathia was still very productive. He wasn't the same guy. He didn't throw 98, but he still won That's games true. for the Yankees. He pitched game seven. You look at a guy like ALCS. Nelson Cruz right now. He pitched game five of the ALDS in 2017. He was 38 no, years old. I, I totally get that. I, I'm just playing devil's advocate. You love that phrase. You love that I phrase, do. devil's advocate. It's, it's his favorite role. It is. <laughs> <laughs> so – I, I do I do think that we got away from Ty's original question about if we weren't right up against the CBA ending, whether or not this would be happening. So I do want to kind of get back to that. I feel like if we had just, they had just signed a new collective bargaining agreement, I think both the owners and the players would be more willing to get something done quicker to play, or they'd be more willing to just say, hey, let's chalk this one up as a loss and just walk away and get ready for next year, make sure that we're in a position to succeed moving forwards. I do really think that with the CBA ending next year, it's playing a huge factor with all of these negotiations, just trying to get ready for, you know, at this point of the year. Yeah, especially for the players. I mean, let's say last year they come to a new CBA agreement for like 12 years of labor peace and the players overwhelmingly win the CBA negotiation or whatever, and then this happens, the players might say, you know what, we'll play for less than 100% prorated because we won the next 12 years of whatever guidelines we wanted. So there would definitely be more leeway with the players, I feel like, if there was peace for the next foreseeable future. But unfortunately, we don't live in that world. But that's a good, it's, a good, it's a good observation. I agree, I though. Like, like it. Yeah, I mean – it just makes sense. And, like, you can't give up that leverage going forward. So It's just rough. So Absolutely. It, it's – what we got here? How much time? We're probably running about 25 minutes right now. All right, we can go another time. All right, um, All right but I, I do have a question. Go so ahead. We, we, talk, we talked about this yesterday in our group chat, um, and it is very well known that you guys all very much disagree with my take that I think the players are asking for too much and 
the owners are uh, being cheap. I mean, not being cheap, being fair. What, what, you think they're being cheap. They're being cheap and unfair. Okay. Krusty Krab is unfair. Remember that episode of SpongeBob where they go on strike? Great episode. Great episode. So I did some research. Now, Mr. Krabs is in there. Great, great line. Don't um, bring up the Rays and don't bring up the Yankees because that's two very opposite sides of the spectrum. But the average mm-hmm. MLB baseball game costs an owner two million dollars to run. Mm-hmm. So if the so say the players wanted what a hundred what they wanted one hundred twenty games right one fourteen somewhere but yeah one fourteen was the number okay so I did it based off one hundred twenty which would be sixty home games that's a hundred million dollars they not are a lot not of money. making it's not a lot of money though to a billionaire not even to a billionaire but relative to the money that they will make in a season, $100 million is not a lot of money. All right, so let's take the – Relative to that. How much money are they going to give you – well, you got to – you take the $100 million as a baseline and then subtract that debt to the money they get from TV ratings or TV sponsorships. Well, that – I don't know that answer. You got to do that too. That's important. The Yankees made well, $683 million in revenue last year. The Marlins even made $222 million. So you're cutting the Marlins in half. Look, I'm not saying it's completely fair, but well, why would you said you said it perfectly yesterday, Cash? It's one season. Yeah, it is one, one season. season. So and both sides, and I'm who, not saying that the owner. Me, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not saying that the owners need to give up everything, and I'm not saying the players need to give up everything. I think both sides need to compromise a little bit. And but the players are doing that. No, that, the no. players compromised in March 26 when they agreed that they weren't going to get their full salary. If they play 82 games, they want 82 full paychecks in front of zero fans. Yeah, who signs a contract expecting to play in front of zero fans? Who gives a contract and expecting to play in front of zero fans? The problem is you're not expecting it. But so you're everyone's locked into that contract. There's no clause in the contract that says should a, should a pandemic hit, this is going to happen. Who expected that's why there's this a to union. happen? Nobody. But that's why there's a union, and they agreed already to prorated salaries, and the owners are now pushing for more. So I don't know how you could possibly not take the owner's side or take the player's side here. Uh, it's just my two cents. Who, let me ask you a question. Who is more able to recover from losing income or a piece of their income for the next year during this pandemic? Is it Are you asking Sein- the player, players to pay out of pocket? Or are you asking is it, them to take is less it, money? Is it, is it Hal Steinbrenner? Are you asking Sein- them to pay out of pocket? Are you asking them to pay Hal- out of pocket? It's you're, not, you're not understanding. You're not understanding my mean? question. I'm asking you a no, question. No, I understand what your question is. Yeah, no. Hal I didn't Steinbrenner- ask it yet. I didn't ask yeah, the question yet. I know what you're going to ask. Who is more who is more able to recover from losing a piece of their income? Hal Steinbrenner or one of his relievers, Jonathan Holder? Who needs money is more? Is Holder paying out of pocket? What, paying what do you mean by that? What you, what was that? not getting paid. First of all, nobody's getting paid right now. There's no season. That's not true. Don't you, you want something? 
You keep bringing that these up. But there's, owners, a, there's a player. These pool. owners have other businesses too. These owners are not just the owner of the Phillies, the Orioles, the Twins. These guys Thank run other you. businesses that they're bringing in right. money. You're proving my point, but right so now nobody's bringing money. Was, nobody's he, bringing he's money. not proving your yes, point whatsoever. Are. Nobody's bringing money. Stop. For a long time, it was stopped. For three months, we were staying home. I've been working every single day. I've been working every single day since this started. Okay, but the vast majority of people have have it. That's not true. The vast majority of people have. Unemployment rate is only 20%. The owners have other businesses that they're running where they're bringing in money. Okay, fine. Fine, 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 right? Tyler, the company that laid you off, right? Did not lay off 100% of the people, right? No. Are they still losing money right now? I can't speak to that. I, I don't know. Nor would I publicize it if company. I did know. They're a live event company, and there's no live events going on. So you have to assume they're not making money. You can't compare that, though, to a, a, a company but, with 120 okay, people. This not, is a, I'm this not is comparing. A, that's not what I'm saying. You are what comparing. Is, no. You're not you're letting absolutely me comparing. No. You're not letting me finish, okay? Well, you said you're not comparing, but you're very obviously comparing. Can you let me finish my fucking sentence, please? The owner of the – say the owner of the Yankees, right, Hal Steinbrenner, also owned the company you worked for, right? So that's the other income that Scott is talking about. That other income is also losing money. Okay, but these guys are not just owning hundreds of live events companies – they're diversifying. You look at the Cardinals owner, who, which Glenn was tweeting a crap ton about the other day. I hate was, uh, What's his name? Uh, shit. How dare Bill you. DeWitt pay. Jr.? Yeah. So he – these guys are smart people. They diversify their portfolios because of times like this because it happens. Bill DeWitt Jr. is a managing partner of the Cardinals. He has business interests outside of baseball. Um, including his holding company, which owns Arby's franchises. Um, he owns a petroleum company, Spectrum 7, and he owns the uh, United States playing, or he is invested in the United States playing card company. They manufacture playing cards. A lot of people are playing with playing cards. With and this guy has a net worth of between 4 and $6 billion. I'm not saying that they don't have money. And what did he That's just do a month saying. ago? What did he just do a month ago? I don't know. What did he do? Ty, what did he do a month ago? Who's house he buy? Bought a Beverly Hills mansion. Eva Longoria. There you go. I'm not saying they don't so have he, money. He, he's making enough money to buy a house. He's bu- making enough money to buy a Hollywood villa on the water in California. All I'm saying. But, but not enough to pay his no team owner is gonna 89 sign up. games at prorated. Nobody's going to sign up to play. They are already They're signed not- up, but you're missing that point. They own the team. They have, a, they have an obligation to play baseball and to pay salaries that they all signed on the dotted line for. The players signed to receive a certain amount of money, and every single owner signed to pay a certain amount of money. Nowhere in those contracts does it say, should a coronavirus pandemic hit, we're not going to pay you the money. And they already came to an agreement is the point. I'm not feeling bad for billionaires. I'm sorry. And, and, and that says something because I'm usually on the side. I know. People I know. Like that. You are. And that's why I'm a little shocked. But listen, I'm not going to win this argument because you guys are all against me. And that's fine. Because just I, we can, we can agree thing. to disagree. But what I'm saying is that I don't feel bad for guys 
who on average, and not all guys make this, but the average what, – what did you say yesterday, Glenn? The average four baseball player salary is what? Four and a half million. Four and a half million. So cut that in Me, half. Okay, but I, I want to I make a note that the average could include outliers on the top end of the spectrum. The median is $1.6 million. Fine. Let's use that number. What's well, half of $1.6 million? $800,000. I'd be very happy with that right now. I don't know but about you're you are not a major league baseball player with immense talent in the top 1% or less than 1% of your, of your craft. No, I'm not. Of course but, you would be happy with it right now, but you would not be happy with it if you were normally making $1.6 million and living a lifestyle worth $1.6 million a year. You can't afford your listen, lifestyle. And taxes. Taxes come out. They're not taking home $800,000. Well, they're not taking home $1.5 either. These no. guys that are – even the median guy making $1.6 million after taxes is going to make a league minimum salary at about 500 600K. But those guys are not they're, – they're not talented. They're not as talented as those league minimum guys and now getting paid. And you even take the league minimum guys. What are they making now after taxes? Less than $100,000? Less than $150,000? I mean, it goes back to those days in the 50s where Yogi Berra had to, like – be a manager of a bowling alley in the winter it's bullshit these guys While the billionaires just, just have, stay billionaires they don't just take their million dollars and stash it away it's all proportionate to a certain extent based on the lifestyle that these guys live also they, they only them. have that lifestyle for an average of what Listen, five years billionaires stay billionaires I, for the rest of their lives I and their kids stay it. billionaires and the kids stay billionaires. i'm not saying that i don't think that these guys deserve to get paid and you guys keep saying that i say that but i'm not what i'm saying is that the entire world has struggled with this virus. Yeah. yeah. And everybody is taking in less money right now. It doesn't matter, though. You can't why, equalize it. Why because are, there are economic classes in the United States. It yeah, I know that. that. I know that. And the economic classes are hurting, too. I've said it once. I've said it again. If you want socialism, go to China. I know you keep it's saying that, and that's not my point. That's not my point here. But my point is the Mark Cubans are losing – Mark Cubans of the world are losing money. Exactly. He's a billionaire. Mark Cuban's still he's, paying yeah, his people, it though. It happens. He's paying I his know players. that. He's, he's being very generous. No, it's but not you know, a matter of generous. Baseball, it's a matter baseball, of the right like, thing to do. Baseball played a smear campaign to keep him from buying the Rangers a few years ago, too, which is funny. I don't have any recollection of that. But Mark Cuban – I, I definitely should not have used him as an example, and that's my fault because he is kind of the opposite of what I'm getting at. But – he didn't have to pay his his staff to work every home game. They didn't work. He no, but he did. You know why? Because he could. Because he's that he, rich. He's generous. It's no, not even because that he rich. could. It's because these guys are employed by them. They're your employees. Mark Cuban is a guy that sees his employees as family. Right. He's a guy that I'm like, I'm not saying yeah, that so I want to work for So why do the owners, owners not want to even pay the guys that are putting money back in their pockets is what I'm understanding. I'm not saying I'm not that I would want to work for one of these owners. That's not my point. I, I wouldn't. You, of course, of course you would. What are you, look at your career path right now. No, no. That's not what I'm saying. Obviously, I want to work in Major League Baseball, but not for working the guy Working for one directly. of these owners. Yeah, but yeah, you're yeah, indirectly but not, working for these guys. Yeah, and I'm not saying that I want to um, work for them because of the, who they are. I want to work for them because of the position that they're in, okay? I don't know them personally. They could be 30 jackasses for all I know. Maybe they are. And I'm not siding with them personally. I'm siding with the business of it. 
But why don't okay. the players get to say, well, this is a business for us too? It is. Why, why should they bow but down and employees. take another pay cut? They are employees. What if I just, what if Tyler just, what if Glenn just, what if Scott just said, I'm not going to work for you anymore. I want more money. What would happen? I get that you're not the 1% of the talent in your field. MLB players are the best at what they do in the world. I get it. But they're still employees. And they take in money from the owners. The so owners say this own yesterday. them. Their, their contracts, not them. Sorry. Sorry. They but, own but their contracts. What I was going to say yesterday is guys like us who work, it's not a closed-term contract. You, we don't sign up. Like, for example, you didn't sign a con- – when you signed up to work for the minors, you didn't sign a, a contract for three years worth whatever your salary is. When I signed up to work right out of school, I didn't sign up to I – don't, I don't know the term. It's a uh, – At-will employee. At-will employee. There you go. We are all at-will employees. It, and that's the case because we're replaceable. These guys are not replaceable, which means they get guaranteed money. Nothing for four, the four of us and for most of America is guaranteed. But right, that's why so these guys sign these contracts, and I they should get paid their money. I have a question. Okay. We, from the beginning, we've talked about how this contract negotiation doesn't have to do with the Mike Trouts of the world, the, the Bryce Harbors of the world, the guys making top end. They're okay with it, right? We're talking about the lower end guys, right? The Jonathan Holders. Jonathan Holder's not replaceable. This he is not is a guy in minor league baseball that's not that's not better than Jonathan Holder. Okay, but the difference here is what? That it's the same thing. It's really he not replaceable. The same thing. No, no, it is. He is replaceable. So if he doesn't want to work, he, fine. But he has a contract. He signed the contract, which says that with he signed He's a contract, a major league contract, not one of those minor league invites. He signed a major league contract that says you're part of our twenty five. Okay. That's it. And so he's technically not replaceable. He's replaced. He cut tomorrow. He's replaceable. He's, impla- he's replaceable in terms. Yeah, of he could, but they're not calling me, you, Ty, Glenn off the streets to come replace him. No, they got guys in minor league baseball who would come up and play. No, other, minor league, other minor league baseball is a completely different argument that we can go but, for another okay, hour. Okay, but what you're saying is that they no, what you they, said they, they're is they're just going to call were... a guy up. Yeah, you have a farm system for a reason. But do the owners want to just call somebody up? Do they care that little about the Jonathan Holder, the person, to just say, oh, you don't want to play, so screw you? That's it? I can't speak for him. I don't know. I'm just saying. Case, dude. If that was the case, what, then somebody what? would already be up there. He would not be on a major league roster. These guys are the best of, at what they do regardless. Yeah, there's always going to be somebody looking to take your spot. But at this point in time, there's nobody there. Otherwise, they would already be there. That's the thing. But my you don't have guys is... just sitting there. Like, yeah, there's always somebody that wants to take your spot. I get that. But, I mean, these guys are playing a game for a living. You can't look you at can't, it that way. You can't way. look at the that way. That's their job. It's literally their job. They're not playing a game for a living. We're doing a podcast right now for fun. Do I enjoy yeah. it? Yeah. Are we pretty good at it? I'd say so. But are we replaceable? If I wanted to say I'm getting up and going, could somebody come and sit right in this chair and do the podcast? Yeah, absolutely. So you just agreed with me that Jonathan Holder is replaceable because somebody else no, can do No, I'm it. saying we're not at the top of our field right now. No, I agree with that. But we're also not getting paid to do this. And they and are. we're still doing it. 
okay, but this is not our job is the point here. It is their job to do it. Right. And they're still going to get paid a lot of money to do it. Dude, you can't just keep – I feel like it's just like wasting breath one day, arguing the same thing over and One day this show gets again. picked up by a different network. Let's say, I don't know, Barstool picks us up, hypothetically. We are going to want to get paid what we believe we're worth as podcasters, as uh, content producers and stuff. And if I don't they don't want to, we'll walk away. No, I, I don't disagree. And when these guys signed their contracts, they wanted the same thing. I don't disagree. But if there are no fans – Coming into the stadium, it's a different story. I, who who I owns the stadium? Who owns the stadium? The owners. So why are the Not players the even time. remotely responsible for the, who does? Okay, let's make a better. Let's pose the question this way: Who definitely does not own the stadium? The players. players. And the when employees. fans do show up, who benefits? The owners. Exactly. Everybody. So why the should when league. the so why should when the fans not show up, why should the players be the one taking the downfall and not the owners? When every okay. other year, they're the people who profit and, and benefit here's all the, of this. Here's the last thing I'm going to say on the topic, and then I can't argue anymore. We're just going to disagree to this. We're going to have to agree to disagree. He's being here's devil's advocate. Say. No, I actually truly believe Do you know this. how this painful is it is advocate. to argue with somebody playing devil's advocate? No, I'm not playing devil's advocate right now. This is what I truly believe, but that's neither here nor there. I have a question, okay? The concessions workers at Yankee Stadium, if there's no fans, are they working? No, they're not working. But uh, they do they own the stadium? Unemployment. They do they own the stadium? Collect- no, but listen, because I know this from experience, and you know this from experience, where the wage that they're currently working at, the way unemployment is structured, you can get a replaceable salary right now during this pandemic for not working. If but you didn't, look you at Mike Trout, Mike Trout, didn't you say there was a player's pool? a player's pool? For what? So they're still bringing in money, you know? Yeah, but it's like five yeah, because the players out of the goodness of their hearts are paying for the ushers and stuff, like Kevin Love and the Cavaliers. The owners no, are not talking. It. About, I'm not. I'm no, not no, talking about the, the concessions um, workers. I'm talking about the players. The players, if they don't play at all, they have like something like a, a five hundred million or a billion dollars to distribute amongst themselves, as they see fit. That's not so nearly enough. They're not making more than we're making on unemployment or the concessions makers, workers are playing. You keep comparing these major league baseball players to me. I'm living in my parents' house. These guys have millions, million dollar houses with hundred thousand dollar property taxes and hundred thousand dollar cars that they are expecting to have the money for. And you're just going to say you're shit out of luck. When you're signed to a closed end contract, you can't do that. I'm just saying they're employees of the team. They're not superheroes. They're employees. No, but they play like they're superheroes, and they I should agree be rewarded you. as such. They're talented. I agree they're with the most you, talented in the world. Nothing is normal right now, right? Nothing. I understand that, but that's all I'm going to say. You we play both sides of the screen. argument, though. How? I feel like that's unfair. How do I play both sides of the argument? Because well, you started that point by saying that the concession workers get cut and they don't get money, and then when they can get a replaceable salary – because they're employees of the team, that's fine. But then you flip it around and you do the other side of it. What? What? I'm forgetting things. I'm getting exhausted because I feel like I'm arguing the same thing over and over again. Scott, do you have any final thoughts? I don't know. All right. The, just to transition real quick, I was, right before we started, I was reading some stuff from Ken, uh, Ken Rosenthal. He said if he was uh, Rob Manfred, yeah, 
uh, offer that he would make to the players would be, we're playing 72 games with your 100% prorated salaries, and he's daring the players to say no. What do you guys think of that? I think the players should take that. And if they take don't, 100%. Not, yeah, take it 100%. Why wouldn't they? I, I would absolutely agree. That's what they want. That's the because the thing they the, want. The players have all they wanted, but they but they've also wanted more games, and they haven't been able to get that either. That's but they've only tonight. wanted more games in a counter to that in order to recoup more money in the long run, because the owners didn't want to give them the prorated money. So if they're saying, "All right, we're not going to give you the prorated money; we'll give you less." If they can play 20 extra games and recoup the money they'd get for, say, a prorated 70-game season, but instead they play 100, 100 games, whatever the, whatever the math it checks out to be, then they're willing to do that. But I don't think it's unfair to ask that the players get the money they pay for. I'm not saying pay Mike Trout $30 million to play 82 games or 81 games. Give Mike Trout $15 million for that season to play the games that he did play. I and think again, I would I would agree. I, I feel like you should be paid for the games that you play. I think seventy two. Just like close. I should be paid for the days that I work. They're not doing anything less. That's the thing. It's not like they're so playing they seven innings. Yeah, so they're not. They're not. They're playing nine inning games, so they should get game checks that resemble a normal nine inning game. Completely agree. I, it's really that simple to me. I don't. They're not getting the one sixty two. That's the agreement. That was they signed that March 26th. The agreement was that they would not get their full salaries based over 162 because 162 wasn't going to happen. They made that decision. Now that the fans aren't there, the owners want to go back, and that's that's not the players' problem that there's going to be no fans. Those are circumstances. It's just circumstances that are unforeseen and it's tough, and the owner got to eat the pill. That's my opinion. I agree. All right, before we go, do we have any final final thoughts? I've given enough Rob Manfred's today. a piece of shit. A pizza? Rob Manfred is a piece of shit. Scott, what do you got? Uh, I, I was thinking about this while I was mowing the lawn. Um, whatever <laughs> does happen, um, if we do get baseball, I, I do truly believe, though, that the players that have been outspoken about, you know, everything that has been going on, those guys better show up. You guys better play damn good baseball. You can't be uh, can't be slumping at any point this year. These guys better be ready to come play. Whatever happens, if we get 48 games, we get 72 games, we get 80 games, we get 50 games. Everybody better be ready to come play. You can't have a bad night. So they better these guys better be prepared moving forwards. I agree, 100. percent That your mom, Cash? Yeah. Nice, Tyler. Did you say did you say the Cardinals owner owned Arby's? He owns Arby's franchises. Have you ever been to an Arby's? Yeah, I think so. Once or twice. Is it good? Out of state. I've never been in New Jersey. Is it good? I wouldn't go I, back I again. I, I don't feel like – I feel like that's a dangerous game in Arby's. I don't know. But it's that's not how bad. Gonna... I don't know. It's probably just like getting McDonald's or like something else. In Fast food, roast beef. I don't know. No, that's, that's gross. How, I, didn't, that's... I definitely did not have the roast beef. I don't remember what I had when oh. I went there, but it was not roast beef. I'll tell you that. No, that's gross. But that's how I'm deciding to end the episode today. That I don't know. I don't think I needed Arby's. All right. That'll just about do it for this episode of Base Hit Ball 4. For Alex Cashman, Scott Roswald, and Tyler Boomenstick, I'm Glenn Denegris. So long, and hopefully this all checks out and we get baseball back.